go ahead and take your Bibles today. Go to the book of Second Chronicles. Second Chronicles in the Old Testament, right after the first and second Kings, and right before Ezra. There you go. I had, I had to think a little bit there. Brain, brain's working a little slow today. Second Chronicles chapter seven, and we're going to start reading in verse. 12. It says, And the Lord appeared to Solomon by night, and said unto him, I have heard thy prayer, and have chosen this place to myself for an house of sacrifice. If I shut up heaven that there be no rain, or if I command the locusts to devour the land, or if I send pestilence among my people, if my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin, and will heal their land. This passage that we saw right here, I think uh, it is the prescription or God's plan, what God wants for us to have revival. What is what is revival? Well, revival, uh, basically it's a reviving. Our country right now is desperately, desperately in need of a revival. Our country is in need of revival. In our history in America, we've had a couple different periods that were known as the Great Awakenings. There was a time when our country it was very focused on God. Where um, I mean, boy, Christian the Christian life and the Christian principles and people's day to day lives. I mean, it ran deep. They took it serious. There was a time in our country where on Sunday, I mean, there wasn't anything going on but church. That was. The Lord's Day. People were focused on it, and it was something that I mean, it was it, all across the country. It was like that, but you know, we forget about it. God, one of the things that God would do, He'd bless our He'd bless our country, and we'd be so blessed we kind of forget about him. We saw that throughout the book or throughout the Old Testament with Israel. They would start serving God, and they would they would have a revival, and God would bless them. I mean, bless them in great ways, and things would be so good in the in their nation that they would forget about God, and they'd start serving other gods, and their focus would get off, and then bad things would start happening, and they'd have famines and plagues and wars, and the people would realize, hey, we've gotten away from God, and they would have another revival, and God would bless them again. And right now in our nation, I believe that we are definitely in the period. Of famine, we are at a time when um, I mean it is ridiculous the things that we are hearing about on the news all the time, the stuff that our government is trying to promote, and the stuff that they're trying to pass, stuff that's just absolutely wicked. We're seeing more and more churches accepting the vile stuff that the world, our news media is trying to promote. I mean, it's just it blows your it'll blow your mind. The stuff that is going on in this country, I mean, it's just absolutely depressing sometimes watching the news. And you know what? It's not, and it is throughout our whole country, but you know, it's right here in the Sterling Rock Falls area too. This area, this town, it needs a revival. We need an awakening in a great way. A lot of people think, well, you know what this area needs, you know, we need. Uh, you know, we need more jobs in this area. And yeah, we need more jobs. We need more money. We need more all kinds of, there's all kinds of things we need more of in this country. But a lot of times when people are talking about all the things that we need, you know, we need to do things to confront the crime and what can we do to help with that? And 
they'll look at all these different things and we're real good at recognizing the problems, but a lot of times we are really bad at finding the solution. And the solution to fixing the problems here in this area is not is right here in 2 Chronicles, that verse we read, if my people, which are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, that is the plan. That's what we need to do. I, there's, uh, you know, there's a lot of stuff that goes on around here that I don't like. I've had gas siphoned from my van before. I didn't appreciate that one bit. But you know what? That kind of thing happens in a place that needs revival. I mean, there, you know, we have crime and things that go on here, and there's bad stuff that happens around here. There's, uh, you know, you see some, there's a lot of just rude, nasty people out there sometimes. People that, boy, I mean, if, uh, you give them the wrong look, I mean, they won't hesitate to cuss you out, give you a dirty gesture. I mean, it's just, that kind of thing happens all the time. And it's like, well, you know, what do we, so what do we need to do? Do we need to get, our town, to, you know, find a program to eliminate all the crime. Well, uh, you know, good luck trying to find that. You know, what do we need to do? What can we do to fix all these other people's problems? You know, maybe you're tired of your neighbor that just is, uh, you know, giving you grief all the time because they're just such a rotten person. You're tired of hearing about the crime. And uh, you know, my wife, she got real scared the other day because she went on one of these websites and uh, looked up how many sexual predators were living within a mile of our house, and uh, she's wanting to move now because it, it wasn't pretty. And it's like, oh my goodness, he's got scared. I was talking you know, with Wes Anderson. He's been trying. To, we're trying to find a house out in the country, not for that reason, just because we like it out in the country. And uh, you know, I was like, yeah, well, we looked at this one house, and there was twenty within a mile, and we're like, yeah, forget that. And he, he's like, well, he said, I tell you what, it's like when you start driving into Rock Falls, then you might not want to stop because <laughs> it's hey, there's a lot, there's a lot of wickedness around here. Let's just admit it. There's a lot of wickedness. So what can be done to fix it? What can we do to fix, I guess, you know, if we're honest, we'll say, what can we do to fix everybody else's problems? But the truth is, the way that for us to have revival in this area, I mean, it's spelled out right here. God says, first of all, if, as He says, if, okay, so there's some conditions here. And He says, if my people, Alright? Now my people, that that doesn't include all Americans. Okay? God, it's talking about his people. Oh, well, we're all God's children. Uh no. That that sounds real pretty and it sounds real good. But you know, when we become saved, we become his children. We're all his creation. We're all God's creation. But uh it says if my people, the answer to solving the problems, the crime problems. And all the, I mean, all the problems. And there's always going to be some problems. But the answer to revival, it lies with God's people. He said, if my people, which are called by my name, will humble themselves. We've got to humble ourselves is the first thing. James chapter 4, verse 6 says, But he giveth more grace, wherefore he saith, God resisteth the proud, but giveth grace unto the humble. Submit yourselves therefore to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw nigh to God, and he will draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners, and purify your hearts, ye double-minded. He says, God works against the proud. And you know the problem a lot of times that happens, especially when we're in a dark time like we're living in now. If we're in an area, if you live in an area, there's a lot of crimes. It's real easy to get to looking at yourself. It's like, well, you know what? That doesn't include me. 
I haven't done any of those things. I haven't committed the crimes. I haven't been in jail. I, I go to church. I do all these things. And we can get to talking about ourselves and getting all proud and arrogant. And let me tell you, if we have that attitude as a church, that's the kind of thing that's going to get God working against us as a church. Throughout the Bible, we see the, the leaders that God used whenever they would pray, when they, these guys prayed, it was, and they would, they would start confessing their sins, and he would, they would refer to it as our sins, and they would take the responsibility on themselves. Daniel did that when he prayed. Daniel was a wonderful man of God. He wasn't doing all the junk that Israel was doing. Um, Ezra did the same thing. I mean, a righteous man of God. But they looked at the, at the problems not as their problems. They looked at the problems as our problems. And they said, you know, Lord, forgive us. And that's what we've got to do. We don't want to become this group that, you know, we just, we think we're above everybody else and it's, it's us and them. No, it's, it's us. And this stuff that's going on, the wickedness that goes on in this area, it affects all of us. This, you know, the economic problems and things we're having in this, in this country, it affects all of us. Whether you're good or bad, it affects all of us. And if we're going to have revival, God's people are going to have to humble themselves. There's things, you know, when I, that, you know, uh, what I, that I've heard about that happened in this area. For example, just some of the people that we voted for in this area. I got embarrassed. I'm thinking, wow, we're not doing a very good job getting the message out in our community. I mean, some of the, you know, the, the junk and the crime numbers and things, I was looking at some of the statistics this week and I saw that and I, you know what, I got embarrassed. I'm, I'm embarrassed sometimes in America. Some of the things our politicians do, especially in Illinois. You hear about some of the decisions these people make, and I'm embarrassed. I'm thinking, because you know why? Because it's God's people that are supposed to make the difference. It's God's people that are supposed to be getting the word out. And we're obviously not doing it if we're electing some of these ding dongs that we're electing. We're not doing it. And it's up to us, and we've got to just humble ourselves and stop saying it's everybody else's fault and say, Lord, have mercy on us. It's our problem. It's our fault. Pride will bring destruction. Proverbs chapter 16, verse 18. Pride goeth before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. Better it is to be of a humble spirit with the lowly than to devile the spoil with the proud. We don't, we don't want to fall into that trap. Don't have a problem with pride. Many people today, they can't handle being confronted with their sin. Proverbs 13.10, "...only by pride cometh contention, but with the well-advised is wisdom." People don't like going to a church where they get specific about sins. They don't like it if they get convicted or go away maybe feeling bad. Listen, sometimes we need to feel bad. I heard him talking again on the radio today about all these teachers that are trying to get them to stop using red ink in the schools because it makes kids feel bad. Well, I'm sorry, but you know what? When you do bad on something, you ought to feel bad a little bit and motivate you to do a little better. Oh, we can't give them an F. You know, we can't say things like flunk. You know, and you know, what's to say they did fantastic? But you know, not as good as they could have done. You know, that's what F means. They're always trying to make things sound good. Hey, sometimes we just need to be confronted with it, and sometimes we just need to be told that we're sorry. I'm thankful that I, you know, I grew up in a home where when I would get out of line, you know, my dad he he let me know. He didn't tell me how you know great I was and I was being bad. He told me, hey, you need to straighten up. You need to get your act together. You need to behave yourself. And we and that, but that takes some humility. 
We've got to humble ourselves. Also, we need to pray. James 4, 1-4 says, From whence come wars and fightings among you? Come they not hence, even of your own lusts that war in your members? Ye lust and have not, and desire to have and cannot obtain. Ye fight and war, yet ye have not, because ye ask not. We need to be at one. I'm going to, I'm going to get specific today. I want to challenge you to do a few things because I want there to be a revival in this area. I, I, and I believe God wants that too. And I challenge you to, on a regular basis, start asking God for it. Ask Him. Stop blaming. Start taking responsibility yourself. For some of the stuff that's going on around here, and start humble yourself and start asking God, say, Lord, send a revival to our area. And that verse scares me where it says, You have not because you ask not. I don't want to miss out on something because I didn't ask. I mean, what if if you can't what if you found out that you know if you'd have asked me for a hundred dollars today, I would have given it to you. But you didn't ask. And by the way, that's not going to happen. <laughs> but, but I mean, if you if you found out, oh man, I remember one time I, I kind of did something like this Wednesday in church. I remember one time my dad was a kid. He's like, he's like, I have, I think it, was, it might have been a five dollar bill. I used a one dollar bill on a cheapskate, and he did a five dollar bill or something. He's like, whoever wants this can come have it. And I remember I'm sitting there, I'm thinking, oh, he's gonna, you know, pull away, be some kind of joke. And I remember I just I kind of sat there, and then I remember these two girls. They kind of delayed a little bit. And all of a sudden, they like got up and both kind of started going at the same time. And then they started running because they realized there was competition. And sure enough, he gave it to them. And I remember all the other kids like, what? What? You know, we didn't think he was really going to do it. If we'd have known, we'd, hey, we'd have been there in a heartbeat. And you know, I believe God wants to give us revival. God wants to do great things in this area, but we're not asking for it. And we've got to ask for it. If we're gonna have it, we've got to pray. We've got to stop. We've got to put away the other gods and the other idols that we often look to. We're always looking to the politicians to solve all the problems. They're not going to do it. And we look towards, well, if I just had more money, money will solve all my problems. No, it won't. We need revival. We've got to ask for it. We need. To, it says, if my people, which call my name, will humble themselves and pray and seek my face. We've got to seek God's face. What does that mean? To seek God's face. Does he talk about actually seeing him? No, when it talks about seeking God's face, it says in Psalms 32a, I will instruct thee and teach thee in the way which thou shalt go. I will guide thee with mine eye. I'm going to guide you with my eye. It's kind of like kids sometimes. Maybe, have you ever seen it where your kids are misbehaving? And especially in church sometimes. And then you've got to look at them. And you give them that dirty look. And it's like, ooh, I better stop. I better straighten up my act. They, they look at your face when they know they're doing something wrong just to see, hey, is, is this going to be okay? And that's what we've got to do as God's people when we start making decisions, whatever it is, from the small decisions as, as an individual to the big decisions or from the small decisions we make here as a church to the big decisions, no matter what it is, every time... We ought to seek God's face. And so how do we seek God's face? How do we see it? Well, we start, we look at God's word. Hey, let's go to the Bible and see if we can, the Bible says that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Can we line up what we're doing as a church with the Bible? Let's see what God says about it. You know, we've got a, we've got a decision to make. Hey, what does is, what is the Bible say about that? 
We, I want to make sure that we make the right decision as a, as a family. When you make decisions, look, say, well, what does the Bible say that we ought to do in this situation? You're, what you're doing is you're seeking God's face. And if you see, you know, God gives that instruction, then hey, we know that God approves of this. God's okay with this. And you can go on with confidence knowing that you're doing the right thing. And we don't do that these days. Our politicians, while they're trying to figure out if we ought to let men marry men and women marry women, none of them bother looking in the Bible. They'd find out real quick if they looked in the Word of God. But seeking God's face? No, that's that's out of the question. They don't even want to have Ten Commandments up in a courthouse. Why? Because thou shalt not kill is that offensive? I think it's the thou shalt not commit adultery that gets most of them. But they or the thou shalt not steal. A lot of stealing goes on sometimes and that stuff. And they don't want to be confronted. They don't want to see God's face. And sometimes kids, I've seen this with my kids, my daughter Allie, sometimes when she's doing things she's not supposed to do and I'll give her that dirty look. And you know what she'll do? She'll look away. If I look away, it'll go away. <laughs> and it doesn't work. And you know, we try that with God too. I mean, we know, uh, we, we look in the Bible and we see what it says. Oh, forget the Bible. Okay, well, just because you're not looking doesn't mean He's not. And it doesn't mean He's not about to do something. You can try to hide all you want. You can turn away. And that's what, that's what our country is doing today. They're ignoring the Word of God. That's out of the question. That's off the table. You don't even need to bring that up. But it doesn't change the fact that it's the right thing to do and it's what we need to do. And it's not going to be when our politicians start seeking God's face, even though that would help, but when God's people would start seeking His face. If we start seeking God's face in everything we do as individuals, as churches, it's going to have an impact on this area. It's got to. The Bible says it would happen. But also another way we can look at God's face, let's look at the circumstances and consequences. The Bible says, "...for whom the Lord loveth, He chasteneth and scourgeth every son whom He receiveth." God is sometimes will bring some bad circumstances and things along to warn us. The same way a parent punishes their children, they don't pun- you don't punish your children because it's fun. You punish your children because you're trying to keep them from going a direction that's going to get them in trouble. You're trying to train them. You're trying to get their attention. I know when I was a kid, there's a few times I thought my parents enjoyed spanking me. And you know, later I found out they didn't. They just didn't want me going certain places in my life. And they, they wanted to make sure I didn't... Uh, you know, They took care of the rebellion while I'm a little kid before it can cause a whole lot of trouble. Then when I'm a teenager, and I have the potential to get myself in a whole lot of trouble. And I thank God for that. And God does that. He... Sends, sometimes He has to punish us. He sends warnings along the way. We see that throughout the Bible. And sometimes people, they would say, okay, I got, you got my attention. And they would do right. Some people would ignore it. And it would get them in trouble every time. But then, so we need to seek God's face. And then this last one, this is the one that nobody likes. I'm sorry, but you know, we're not supposed to just preach what we like. But the last one says, if they will and he's talking about his people again. He's not talking about the lost people. He said, turn from their wicked ways. Turn from their wicked ways. Proverbs 14, verse 34 says, Righteousness exalteth a nation, but sin is a reproach to any people. 
when as a nation we have more and as a community we have more and more people doing the right thing, it's going to elevate us. It's going to exalt us. It's going to bring blessing to our area. But sin is a reproach. It's an embarrassment. It's I mean it literally it it'll it'll make it can make a whole nation look bad. And I know it's real easy for us as Americans because our world is so messed up, and I still think we're the best country on the face of the earth. And it's really, I mean, it's real easy for us to get looking at other countries and thinking, ah, we ain't that bad. But, you know, that's not a good, good idea. I get furious when I hear our leaders say, well, you know, we need to start doing this because that's what they're doing over in all the other European countries and this place. And I was like, well, then, you know, if you like that so much, why don't you move over there? If I want to live in Europe, I go move to Europe. I like America. Don't turn us into one of these countries. And, you know, we, need, uh, and uh, we get to compare ourselves and think we're okay, but God's, and as, as God's people, hopefully you're not doing all the same junk that's going on in this world, but God still said that they turn from their wicked ways. There are some things. Ephesians chapter 5, we're not going to take time to go through the whole passage because then I will not succeed, like I said, and not going real long today. But he says, Be ye therefore followers of God as dear children, and walk in love as Christ also hath loved us, and hath given Himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God of a sweet-smelling savor. And he goes on and he names a bunch of things like, But fornication and all uncleanness and covetousness, let it not be once named among you as become a saints. And he goes on and names a bunch of things. There are some things that are always going to be going on in the world. They're always going to be going on with the lost. But for the for Christians, for God's people, He said, "Let it not be once named among you." There are some things that just should not happen to us. Things that should not be in our lives. And some of these things, I'm going to I'm going to go ahead and be specific. I'm going to mention a few things. Some of them are mentioned in this passage. Some of them aren't. But this is a challenge that I'm throwing out to you today because I believe here today that we have God's people here today, and so that means you are the ones that God wants to use to make a difference. You are the ones. We are the ones that God is going to use to bring revival. We know God wants to bring revival to this area. We know God uses people to do that. We know He uses His people. I believe we are some of them today. I'm not saying we're the only ones, but I believe we are some of them. And if we will do these things, it will work. It has to work. And there are some things that there should be less of. And one of them... Something that is just polluting our environment, polluting our air, that's just, I mean, making our atmosphere unfit to inhabit. I'm not talking about fossil fuels. One thing that people are putting in the air all the time is profanity. Profanity. You listen, hey, before you were saved, I imagine, you know, there may be some of you here, you could, you could tell about how you used to be able to really rattle off the cuss words like crazy. I mean, yeah, with the best of them. And what, you know, not picking on you for the past. But now you're a child of God. Let's turn from that. You know what? There's been more people. We had people saved this last year. Some of you got saved last year. As people get saved, I hope that now there's less profanity going on than there was before. And if we start reaching more of these people, there will be less and less. And that's kind of how revival starts. And the less sin there is, the more blessing. Crime. Who knows? Maybe some of you today, you're not giving your heart to Christ, or maybe last year or at some other time in the past, you'd have been 
committing the crimes. Who knows? There may be some in here, had you not got saved at one point in your life, you might have broken into my house last night and robbed me. You might have murdered somebody. You might. Hey, there may be somebody in here today, if it hadn't been for somebody else getting saved, you might be dead because they murdered you. We don't know. But you know, I do know one thing. There would be less murder if more people were getting saved and living for God. Because you turn from your wicked ways, I'm pretty sure that includes murder. <laughs> and there would be less crime. There would be less stealing going on. I could be up here today complaining about how somebody siphoned my gas again. And it might be, it could have been one of you, but God saved you, or you repented of your sin, and so you don't do that. And that's the kind of thing that is going to happen when we start having revival. There, and there's definitely, definitely, guys, people shouldn't be doing it. I mean, just, I mean, I expect it from some people. That's why I lock my doors. But there's some people that just shouldn't happen with God's people. Immorality. I mean, just all the immoral behavior that goes on in the world today. It's just absolutely out of control. It's ridiculous. We see it. I mean, we've seen it with our leaders. I mean, one scandal after another we're hearing about. We've seen it in the past in America with our own president who just embarrassed the entire country with his immoral, lewd behavior. And it's almost like it made everybody else feel better about themselves. And listen, I expect that from the lost people, but boy, it breaks my heart when I hear about God's people getting involved in that junk. That should not happen. Adultery, fornication. Let it not be once named among you. I hope it's not going on here. I hope it's not going on with God's people. Another one too that's a huge problem. Not right now, thankfully. We're in the winter time. But nakedness. Oh, and by the way, nakedness... Biblically, it's not not wearing anything. There are certain parts of the body that are supposed to be covered. That are supposed to be hidden. And in our country today, we don't really care. They like to show those parts to the whole world. And that, I'm telling you, throughout the Bible, we always see just nakedness involved with the heathens. and with all. There's all kinds of other garbage that comes with it. It is... I'm not even going to go too detailed into it, but you know what? If I if I go over to some of these some of the, out in the jungles of some of these countries where they've never heard the gospel, I expect nakedness over there. And you know what? I even expect a little bit of it from this world because it's promoted so much through Hollywood and through our fashion magazines and things. Nakedness is absolutely promoted like crazy, but I don't expect it from God's people, and God doesn't expect it from us. And you know what? Hopefully, as we see more people saved, there will be less of that going on in our communities. And it will make our area a better place to live. Listen, man, there's a, like I said, there's, there's a lot. I love you folks, but there's some, some things I don't want to know about you. And some things are supposed to be hidden. And in our country today, we aren't hiding enough. And that is... It's a wickedness. It's a sin. Another one that we see, drunkenness. Listen, drunkenness is, a, is something, alcohol is something that people are using today because they're, they're under a lot of stress. Their lives are a mess. And it gives them a little bit of peace for a little while. It gives them a moment of peace. But unfortunately, it doesn't help their problem one bit. In fact, it makes it a little bit worse. 
Because then they refuse to deal with it. And the problems just escalate and it gets worse and worse. And the drunkenness, the amount of sin that takes place while people are under the influence of alcohol is unbelievable. There's people in prisons today that they were drunk when they did the crime that they committed. More, You're going to commit more sin when you are drunk. And we're talking about less sin. Drunkenness. There is absolutely nothing good about it in the Bible. Only bad throughout it. Stay away from it 100%. Listen, I expect a lost person who has absolutely no hope of eternity and who's living a life completely contrary to the Bible, who's living a life to the devil, I expect them to turn to things like that. But God's people who know better, who have the Holy Spirit living inside them, don't expect that at all. God doesn't expect it. The drug use, same thing. I mean, we listen, I think we're smart enough here. We know what drugs do to people. It's, it's horrible. It's absolutely horrible, but people turn to it all the time. And we expect it from a lost world with no hope. But we are supposed to be people of hope. People with the Holy Spirit lying. I, listen, I expect my neighbors to lie to me. I expect some of the salesmen in town to lie to me. I expect that. I don't expect it from God's people. I Hopefully... Bible says, speak every man truth with his neighbor, for we are members one of another. You know why every time you make any kind of deal, you have to sign 18,000 papers? It's because of all the liars that are out there. People who didn't fulfill their commitments. Every time you tell a lie, every time you don't fulfill your commitment, you make the world a worse place. It makes it a little worse. That's one more form we got to sign now. Because of some liar out there. Somebody who didn't fulfill their obligation. And what the lost people are always going to do this stuff. The, all this wickedness that we hear about in our country, it was going on in the book of Genesis. We can read about that stuff. If they're, they're always going to be around. But if God's people, which are called by His name, will humble themselves and pray and seek His face and turn from their wicked ways, so then will I hear from heaven, will forgive their sin and heal their lands. Let's stand together. Head bowed and eyes closed.